Hello, hello. What's going on? Howie Spangler here. It is uh, Tales from the Green Room, episode number 84. Mm. How's everybody feeling? Good? We good? Finally getting to do one of these things. Um, it is really hard to do this, like, on the reg when I'm on tour. When I'm at home, it's like I can bust out two or three a week. You know, because everything's right there. Just go down to my studio and just do it. And on the road, it's just like hard to find a quiet space. And, um, you know, usually people are hanging out on the bus and then, so I can't really do it there. And then the venue, like some of these venues don't have very good green rooms and it's just, I don't know, it's just a mess. So um, <laughs> I was hoping to get more done on this with the other guys from their bands. <clears throat> cashed out and passed fire. Uh, we're on this tour right now. We got one week left. Um, it's been a good run. It's always a good run when we hook up with Pacifier and uh, cashed out. And um, just been friends with those guys for a long time. And uh, good crowds, you know. We had a, a sold-out show in Bakersfield the other night um, at Templar Templar Brewing. Um, and then a sold-out show the following night in uh, Bullhead City. Arizona. So, um, shout out to everybody that came out and, and sold those places out. It's amazing. Uh, it's always a good feeling, you know, everybody was in great spirits. Um, the other shows have been great too. Um, but it's just nice when you sell out. Um, what's happening? Uh, who's enjoying, uh, sounds of summer 19. I mean, I'm, I'm loving these songs, man. There's something different about them. Um, it's just like, I don't know, they were so summery, right? I guess that's why we call it that, but, um, just, just getting the vibes right. Just keeping it going, you know, it's like end of summer going into, some of you are going to college and, you know, it's just, I thought they were cool songs for people to, uh, to do all that stuff too. Chill on the boat or, you know, get ready for school. Um, but anyway, you can stream those everywhere, wherever your favorite streaming place is. Go there and do that. Um, we appreciate every stream. And if you didn't, if if you haven't checked out my uh, my last episode, um, last episode was uh, embrace the pre save um, episode eighty two. Not last episode, but episode eighty two, embrace the pre save. Um, I just kind of go into detail detail about how pre-save is is the new way like you know we still pre-order music at itunes and stuff but um i'm seeing it with movies and stuff as well but as far as music is concerned the pre-save is where you want to go and help the band the most um like i said you're gonna get you're gonna get that band you know you're gonna pay 10 bucks if you do it at itunes that's fine too the band doesn't really see most of that money just kind of gets Everyone else seems to get it, distributor and um, Apple or Spotify, whatever. Um, And uh, it just sort of doesn't count as much. Like we're in this new streaming world. So just I'm not going to get back into it, but just listen to that episode of 82 and kind of get get an idea what I'm talking about. Um, Streaming is just the way to go. So uh, please stream Sounds of Summer 19. Get a chance Um, and tell your friends. So, we're in Texas this week. We're going to be in Dallas tomorrow. Austin on Thursday. 
um, Houston on Friday, and then we're ending the tour in New Orleans on Saturday at House of Blues. So uh, tickets are ballyhoorocks.com slash tour. And um, if you'd like to support the podcast, um, go to HowieSpangler.com and check out the store. We've got uh, all kinds of cool t-shirt designs, sweatshirts. Um, I released a pretty pretty dope fall line a couple months back. I mean, I'm sorry, summer line a few months back. Um, and I'm looking at a fall line now. So, you know, long sleeves and uh, hoodies and things like that. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, you can also go to TalesFromTheGreenRoom.com and hit the support the podcast button to find out more about how to do that. Today, I want to talk about um, support tours, uh, how vital they are, and what to do, what not to do, how to act, things like that. Some of this might be no-brainer stuff, but we all need a little uh, reminder here and there, you know? Cool. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. Yes, yes. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, we've done a lot of support tours over the years, um, and... Sometimes, I mean, in the beginning, it was kind of, you know, sometimes you end up like opening for bands that you love, you know, which is sort of, it's the, it's a goal along the way. Um, not only, you know, when you're starting out, you obviously, you want to hook up with other bands to get in front of their crowd. And sometimes you end up with, with like a band that you either grew up listening to or you're a fan of now or whatever. Um, and you have to know how to conduct yourself. It's very important. Um, so I don't have any of this laid out. I'm just going to kind of, I'm just like a stream of consciousness right now. Um, I just had a, I just door dashed. I'm at a hotel in Dallas. I'm by myself. The other guys are getting tattoos. Um, and I'm just here by myself. And I wanted to talk about this stuff. I, I've got door dash in my belly. I door dashed uh, Taco Cabana. Um, if you're ever in Dallas, or I think, yeah, all of Texas, I think, has it. Um, Taco Cabana. Think Taco Bell, but, like, way better and, like, way f- fresher. Um, just delicious. I'm just stuffed. I ate too much. I could have saved it for later, but that's just not my style. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so I'm sitting here with... Uh, chicken and rice and refried beans and uh, cilantro and cheese and tortilla chips in my belly. I slashed my the inside of my mouth with a tortilla chip, and that's always fun. Um, yeah. I feel like it's going away already. Dude, it's weird how quickly the mouth heals itself. Like, no shit, like an hour ago, like... I was talking to my kids. They just had their first day of school today. I'm talking to my kids on FaceTime. I'm just like munching, just eating. And uh, yeah, just slashed it right open. And it was like a good, almost an inch gash in my in my mouth there. And I uh, went looked at it. It looked kind of gross. I was like, great. Next couple of days, going to have a sore mouth. It's going to suck. Already, it's like 
kind of back together. It's so weird. You know, biology, anatomy. <clears throat> um, okay, so yeah, like I said, I don't have any of this stuff laid out. I'm just sort of like shooting you thoughts off my brain. Um, so <clears throat> I kind of go, go like off of the uh, experience that I have in this. So, you know, back in the day, we start the band and, um, you know, you play anywhere and everywhere. That's the goal. It's all about just getting in front of as many people as possible, um, you know, no matter where it is. I mean, our first paying gig, and I'm, I've got quotes, air quotes, um, our, pers- our first paying gig was uh, the family Christmas party in uh, 96. And then I don't think we got paid for like another several years after that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was like 36 bucks in an envelope that all the grandmas and grandpas and uncles and, and aunts put in there. It was just like $36 in cash. And I guess I just split it with Donald and Josh. Josh is our first bass player. Um, yeah, hilarious. So you play everywhere and anywhere. Um, and you, as you're going, the, you know, people ask me a lot, like, how do you get out and, and do, how do you get out on tour and all that? And it seems like a no brainer now looking back, but I had the same thoughts too. I had the same questions. Like, how do we get out and do this? How do we get on the road and start, you know, making a name for ourselves, making some noise. And the answer is just do it. Don't wait for anybody. Don't don't just get out. Um, the uh, the best way to do that is to. I mean, now with social media, I mean, MySpace was a huge helper back then when we started touring. Um, it was like the place to go. That was the big social pl- platform. Um, as Facebook was starting to get more popularity as well, and um, so I would use MySpace, and I would you know, leave comments on other bands' walls or, you know, or send them direct messages. And uh, I don't know, you just sort of, and you would have the music player right there on the front of the page, right? And so you put your best songs up there. It was like five songs maybe. And and pure volume. Anybody remember pure volume? Is that still a thing? Um, But same idea. And you would just go find bands that were similar to the style. You know, like I would go look for bands that were playing reggae or punk rock or, you know, something like that. And um, I would check out their music on the, on the MySpace page. And if I was into it any bit, if I thought, you know, if they looked like, looked like they had some traffic coming to the, to the page and all that, leaving comments and things, I would, I would message them and say, Hey, what's up? We're, Ballyhoo were from um, from Maryland, and uh, we're trying to get into Virginia. You know, um, Virginia Beach. Like we we uh, hooked up with a band called Deburbia from Virginia Beach, and another another band called Jack Move. It's a ska band. Deburbia was more like reggae, like dirty reggae, like kind of like sublime reggae. Um, and Jack Move was uh, like a, like a ska punk band, and so we ended up, you know, we we played a house party with those guys. And then we played a couple like small, like we played a pizza place um, in Virginia beach. Chicho's played there once. 
um, this couple got arrested for having sex in the parking lot in their car, which I thought was bullshit. Like, I don't know. It's nighttime. It's, it's a bar, you know, it's just, it's late. It's like one in the morning. People are having sex in their car and don't bother them. You know, just let it, let them, let them have sex in their car. Right. I mean, I don't know why bother them. Um, I think they were just mad because they weren't getting laid. So they arrested him. So, um, you know, played uh, places like that. Um, we hooked up with a band called uh, uh, New School Dropouts down in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Um, you know, you just you just reach out to the to other artists, similar artists. And nowadays, it's so common that, like, bands just kind of know of each other now. There's so many bands that, like, I just hear about or see, you know, the logo or something um, scrolling through Instagram or, you know, because, or you see their Instagram handle or something like leaving a comment on, on our stuff, like stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's so common now. And like, it's just so easy to reach out to people, you know? Um, so that, that's sort of the beginning of support, um, on a smaller scale. Technically, you know, you're going in and you, you, you say, Hey, can we get on this show? We want to be direct and direct means direct support. It means you're playing right before them. Um, and I think direct support is the best slot anytime. I don't care how big the tour is, the direct slot or how big or how small the tour is. The direct slot is always the best because that's when everybody that's going to be there, that's when they're there. And nobody's ready to leave yet, you know? And the headlining spot can be tricky because that's where all the pressure is. The pressure is is keeping those people in the room and keeping the promoter happy. And a lot of times, people start leaving. And hit me up in the, uh, in the DM. I want to see, if you're a concert goer, I know a lot of concert goers listen to this. Um, if you're a concert goer, what, have you ever left early a... Uh, what was your reason? And is it something that you do every show or do you stay till the end? Because, you know, we always see people like walking out and sometimes it's a Sunday or it's a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, you know, and I get it. People got to, people got to get up early. We try to make the shows earlier on those, those type of nights. Um, if we can, but sometimes the, the venue owner or promoters like kind of like forces us to play later because they're trying to keep people there, you know, sort of counterproductive. We always try to convince them, like, look, man, we know how this goes. Like, people aren't going to stay. It's fucking Tuesday night. This is a Chili's, and they want to go home. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Uh, So, um, yeah, let me know in the DM. Like, uh, leave me a voicemail or something. Are you the type that uh, that leaves early, or do you stick around and finish the show? Like, like, how's it go? Even for your most favorite artist, I've just found this to be, you know, Anyway, uh, so that's what happens. You, you, you link up with another band from another town and you return the favor. You reciprocate. It's what's called a gig swap. And so you'll say, yo, man, let me get down to Virginia Beach. Um, we got some good shit going up here in Baltimore. And we got a spot in Philly, too. Like, we'll bring you up here. You trade shows and you trade support slots. And that's what it's all about, like, there was this whole thing about like 
competition and like it's a fucking race or something. It's not a race. It's not a competition. It's like there's enough room for everyone out there. Um, if your music is good, people are going to tune in and they'll be interested, you know? So it's up to you to kind of stand out and make sure your show is tight and on point and you know the songs and, um, you know, you're providing like, uh, like entertainment. I mean, it's what it really is at the end of the day, especially if people have never heard of you before. I mean, hopefully the songs are like getting people to tune in, but like, it's all how you carry your show. And I guess, you know, your appearance and all that. Oh, like I'm getting emails and stuff. I mean, Mute that out. Okay. Um, you know, so make sure your show is tight. Make sure everybody knows the songs and you're just putting on the best show possible. Um, try transitions and things like that. Go go from like connect three songs together, you know, um, just keep the party going. Um, that's what you're there to do. And then talk a little bit between the songs, but not too much. Unless you're Blink-182 or Less Than Jake and can say really funny shit, you know, on a whim. You know, if you don't think it's going to be funny, don't say it. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, they're going to love this. I'm going to say this. I'm, like, oh, I'm totally going to say this. And then I say it and it's just like fucking crickets. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, wait, where's my. Uh... Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's where. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so that's the kind of the beginning of support tours, support slots, whatever. So do that as much as possible with other bands and just keep growing outward because you can't play your hometown, you know, every week you gotta get out of town. You should have a show every week, every weekend or whatever it is, but it needs to be one in home one, you know, one, the town over one, two hours away, you know, like, like that. Um, you don't want to oversaturate. And there's a little bit of like, when you're first starting out, there's probably a little bit of like, you know, we can just play anywhere. Let's just play everywhere we can for a month just to kind of maybe get some buzz going. And then start thinking, you know, sit back, reevaluate, be like, okay, we need to start getting out of town, like make it more of an event every time we, you know, we play. Um, because eventually people get tired and go, ah, I'll see him next week kind of thing. And you don't want that. Um, we were able to uh, play... We had a residency at a event at a as a as a small bar called the Rendezvous, the Rendezvous in Perryville, Maryland, and it was right over the, right over the bridge. And like, I mean, it was a shit show every Thursday. It was Jaeger, Jaeger bombs, Southern Comfort, Soko and Lime. Like, just it, oh my god, I drank so many Coronas. It was a wild time. Uh, five years solid, just like every Thursday night, packed the place out, and then eventually. You know, we didn't really change the setup or anything. It was like we just kept playing the same covers and same original songs. And we pretty much like wrote a lot of Cheers, our third record, during those shows um, when people weren't paying attention. Um, But anyway, so as your band gets more uh, popular, you know, and you're putting out music and you're doing your thing. um, And I want to... And I want to say also coming up, leading up to this, that to get a support tour, you've got to be putting in the work and the time uh, and making your own noise. Um, it's it's very seldom that you'll get a show um, 
like on a whim, you know, like we opened for Snoop Dogg in 2015 simply because we were playing a venue in North Carolina, playing two venues in North Carolina and both of them were owned by the same people. And we just happened to be there. And the next day we had off and the guy's like, Hey, you guys have off tomorrow. You want to come open for Snoop? And we were like, uh, fuck. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's going to be really weird, but yes, let's do it. <laughs> actually turned out pretty good. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, and he came out and killed it. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. That's the kind of right place, right time kind of thing. Um, ser- I mean, there's a lot of serendipitous moments for sure. Um, and, and that's how a lot of success stories happen. There's a little bit of like... I don't know if you want to call it luck or whatever, but you just happen to be there at the right place, right time, and something clicks, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, I digress. Um, do do your time, put in your work, and um, get to know promoters. Shake hands with them if you can. Chit chat for a minute. It doesn't have to be long. Just say what's up. Say thanks for having us. That kind of thing. Um, keep the promoter excited about the show, and. So sometimes you can hit a promoter up if you see a big show coming through, and this happens a lot with us, like we'll get local support, and it's because they uh, emailed the promoter or messaged them on Instagram or something and asked if they could open the show. And usually it comes through to us, and we'll approve it or deny it, you know, just depending um, what's going on. And... uh a lot of times I'll just, I'll say, yeah, sure. You know, if, if the band, I mean, the band's got to be somewhat good because we, we want the show to be, you know, a good time. Like, and we don't, we don't want people like watching a band. that's just not, not good. Right. And I mean, who's to say what's not good. Right. It sounds, sounds mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. I like there to be some sort of a, like, I just want to be a slamming show, you know? So just keep, get your chops up and make sure you're, you're, like I said, you know, the songs and things like that. Um, before you go asking to jump on shows, opening for bands. Always want to put your best foot forward. Don't go too early. Wait until the time is right. Um, so sometimes that'll happen. And um, that, it kind of happened with us was slightly stupid in 2008. Um, we, okay, it's funny. So like somehow we got two shows with 311 in March 2008. And it was like the week before our third record, Cheers, came out. Um, And I can't remember exactly how it came through. But, um, you know, we'd been touring a lot. And there was like this thing building for us. We were building a fan base. And we are on our third record. And things were moving. Um, So I got an email, I guess. And uh, I don't know if it was from Peter or one of the Rasplers. Um, yeah, asked us to do two shows uh, with 311 in, in Ohio and Missouri. And we were super pumped because they were, you know, one of our favorite bands. And um, so we locked down those two shows with them. It was uh, St. Pat's weekend in um, Rolla, Missouri. They have, they're like crazy about St. Pat's. So we did that. And, and then like everybody, it was a dry show but everybody was all fucked up from the parade earlier and they're just like in the crowd, just like sleeping. It was, it was hilarious. We didn't get a sound check or anything. It was like this, it was us story of the year in three eleven, And 
it, it was just, it was a shit show. Um, and then, uh, the next night in Columbus and, and we had gotten offered to play, I think two or three shows with slightly stupid that same weekend. But we had to turn down, I think two of the shows. I was like, Oh, well we're already doing three eleven, So, you know, um, pretty hot commodity around here. Um, so I was kind of, it was like interesting. I didn't want to turn those shows down, but it was pretty cool at the same time that I could turn them down for three eleven. Um, but, uh, so we did the show with stupid. Um, and, uh, their crowd hated us, hated us after about 40 minutes. <laughs> um, they were going slightly stupid, like 40 minutes in. Cause we had an hour set and I knew going in, I was like, man, like we should, really should just play like 30 minutes and get the F out. Um, so of like 40 minutes in, man, they're just like slightly stupid. So we're like, no. <laughs> um, but it was cool. Like the guys, uh, this, uh, Miles and Kyle, like, um, invited the guys on the, on the bus to smoke out and stuff like that after the set. Um, so that was nice of them. I've heard nothing but great. Th- I've never met them in person, but I heard they're, they're great guys. Um, and, uh, so what we learned was, um, on the, on those first shows with 311, that was probably like our biggest, I don't know, not our biggest, but like, I mean, I, we opened for Real Big Fish, I think the year before that. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was like, or a couple years before that. So we've had some cool like like things happen over the years. We opened for Real Big Fish, I think. And then early, we, or no, maybe that next year, we opened for um, uh, like Switchfoot and Soul Asylum in Philly, like, Stuff like that was starting to happen. It was cool. Um, but we weren't, like, in close quarters with those guys at all. Um, it was when we got with 311 is where it got kind of weird because, like, we were just kind of fangirling a little bit. And um, one of the guys uh, got drunk and tried to get on the one of the buses. And <laughs> it was just, like, fucked up. Like, the next day um, on the uh, – on the, this was actually the second time that we went out with 311. Um, and it was just, like – we got our VIP laminates taken away and things like that. It was just like, oh, Christ. And I don't blame them because, you know, you should never try to approach the band or anything. Like, this is where we get into um, how to conduct yourself um, on a tour like that. Um, if you're out with a band that's, like, bigger and they're probably on a tour bus and it's, you know, a 500,000 cap theater or something like that, um, you know, most bands want to be left alone because you know they're traveling and it's just it's it's a lot you get you get exhausted um you know you you'll be excited but you have to contain yourself you have to like just not be that guy like you will be remembered as two things one of two things oh that's that guy that sucks uh, or oh that guy was cool yeah yeah that was cool I talked to him for a little bit last time like that's it. There's no gray area. There's no like, yeah, he's kind of cool. No, it's like that guy sucks or that guy's cool. Right. And you want to stay on that guy's cool side. Okay. That guy sucks. Um, you're probably not going to get a show with them again. Okay. And that could be from any, many, many different reasons. There's lots of reasons why you could get that, that title. Um, that little, that little, you earn that little spot in their memory bank of people that suck. 
Um, and uh, so you have to like, as much as you love this artist, and you know, especially if if you're doing a, a tour, like if you're on for like more than a couple shows, somehow you get a week or two weeks or maybe a month. Just let them come to you. Let 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 them and their people, because most likely this is a big band and they're doing big shit. They got a big production, and you're just in the way. You're in the way. Stay in your van. Stay in your green room. You know. Um, and just let the crew and, and the band do their stuff. And eventually, you'll meet the band. They'll come talk to you. And it's like, you know, it sounds, it sounds harsh. It sounds like bands are assholes. But it's just, that's not what it is. It's like, people need their personal space. And, you know, they, that's their home on the road. And they don't need strangers invading it. It's happened to us a lot of times. People just walk into the green room, you know, or come knocking on our 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 door at the van, you know, like shit like that. It's like, you know, it's the same thing with any, anything else in life. Like you don't just walk up to some random stranger in public, you know? Um, so keep your cool. And I'm saying all this stuff because I'm completely guilty of being weird. And that guy, you know what I mean? Um, Uh, some bands don't like when you run on stage and try to sing the songs with them like it's a punk rock show. Um, some bands think it's great, but some bands don't. So, you know, wait for your moment. If you're going to want to do something like that, maybe ask when the time is right. Um, you know, just, just be cool. That's all. Just be cool. It'll go a lot further. Um, and it's the same thing like when when uh, trying to nail down a tour um, of an artist that you respect, an artist that you love. Um, if there's any chance that you get to meet that person or one of the people from the bands, um, just be uh, selective, keep it short, and don't even... Don't pitch yourself. Like, don't, don't try to sell yourself or your music or your band. Like, just have a conversation that has nothing to do with music. You know, let them ask. So what's up? Who are you? What are you, what are you about? Oh, you're in a band? Cool. What, what, what kind of music? You know, what are you guys doing right now? Like, stuff, let them ask the questions. You should just be going there and just, the, the best thing you can do is set like hey man what's up my name's my name's uh my name's todd what's going on how you doing man you guys are rocking yeah what's uh, how, how's tour man oh cool right uh, you know just chit chat don't don't be like bro we gotta do some shows bro bro here's my cd here's here's my cd bro like you gotta listen to it you want some shots do you want some shots bro you know, it's like you don't want to be that guy, okay? Because instantly they'd be like, oh, Christ. I've seen it. I've seen it many times. And uh, back in the day, I used to, you see, because your, your brain goes, your brain tells you, okay, this is my one moment. This is my one shot to go talk to this guy or this girl about me opening for their band one day. Like, Telling them who I am, showing them, give them, give them a T-shirt, give them a CD, whatever. 
your brain tells you to do that because like, okay, like we, this is our moment, but you have, trust me, it's all about building an organic relationship. There's no, nothing comes of it when you're like, bro, let's fucking do some shows. Like it, it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. Like, I think people find that annoying more than anything. And they're just as quick to forget, you know, and not fuck with you. And so it's better to um, just take your time. Don't even talk about your music, you know, again, unless they ask. And when they do ask, keep it short. Don't be, don't talk about, don't gush about yourself, you know? And you'll find it hard to do, but just say a couple things. Let them ask the questions. Keep them interested. You'll know whether or not if they're interested, right? Kind of, it's like this whole body language thing. It goes into, there's a lot of things. Um, But just maintain your cool, get in, get out and say thank you. And then, you know, I hope to catch you guys next time, something like that, or, you know, maybe leave a message on Instagram later or, or the next day, like, hey, man, it was, it was great to catch up. Glad to meet you. Uh, uh, can't wait for the show next time or something like that, you know. But don't even mention your band then. Don't even say, hey, let's check out my band. Like, go, let's let's do some shows. It doesn't work. If you're making enough noise, they're going to hear about you and you will be on the shows at some point, okay? But it's all about what you're doing you know, in the meantime, putting in the time, putting in the work. Um, so support tours, I mean, you know, you're going to be, it depends on like what, how, like what your numbers are, like how, how big your fan base is and, and what your ticket sales are like, like um, a lot of promoters want tour history, things like that. Um, make sure you have your tour history on hand, like a spreadsheet like every year you want to have all your shows in there and just you want to have something to go to when someone asks um if you have an agent they'll probably have that stuff for it you know as well but you should always keep a copy if you can um use google docs and, and google google sheets and all that as much as possible um just keep keep your stuff in line and then so when someone does ask you have you have something prepared to give them they can kind of make their judgment. Um, but so, you know, we've had, we've had offers for tours where it's, you know, it's first of four, meaning there's four bands on the tour and you're number one. So it means you're going to play at six o'clock, you know? Um, and you have to weigh that out. Okay. Is it worth, is it worth us taking 150 or 250 bucks a show to play at six o'clock in an amphitheater? Well, I used to think maybe not, but, you know, because that's when, like, especially if it's, like, a weekday, like, a Thursday or a Friday, like, people are, there's rush hour, and people are, like, just, just getting out of work and not showing up till 7 or 8. Um, but there's the amount of people there in an amphitheater, even though it looks empty, the amount of people that are going to see you on that 6 o'clock set is probably way more than than people that come to your own shows on a headliner. You see what I'm saying? Like there's, it, it may not look like much, but there may be a thousand people in that room in that amphitheater taking their seat or standing in the pit or, or kind of hanging around in the lawn or something like it's, you know, you're, you, what are you getting 50, a hundred at your shows? You know, um, if you're doing well, you, you know, two, 300, maybe 500. Um, I was, I once told, I was once told by, uh, someone that once you hit 500 a night, 500 people a night, uh, that's when your life changes. So that's kind of what we've been going for. It's like, all right, 
We want to get 500 people a night at these shows. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's 150. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's, we, we had 400 the other night in uh, Bakersfield. It was awesome. Sold out. Um, but we'll get there, you know. And so now we're looking for, my band is looking for uh, support tours and things. Like, we've had some offers in the past. Uh, we had some offers that were maybe going to, they didn't end up panning out uh, for summer stuff. Um, but like, we're going to keep trying, you know, and then, and then if that doesn't work, we always have our, our headliner on the, on the back burner there that we can just go ahead and do that. Um, so support tours are very important. You're not going to make a lot of money. Like usually the money's really low, especially if you're a newer band and you know, you're doing 50 to hundred people a night. You're probably looking at, you know, less than 300 bucks a night. And there are moments where if your agent's good and there's a good relationship there, you know, you could see more, but don't count on it. Um, do, your, do your best to stay in a van as long as you can. Um, you know, uh, you're going to save a lot more money that way. It is going to be, if you're a little older and you're in your 30s or 40s, it's going to suck, you know. Um, we did a van for 11 years before we converted to a sprinter with bunks and stuff. But even now, we just did 17 hours in that yesterday on the way here to Dallas from Arizona. And my back is so fucked. <laughs> my upper back. Um, but uh, if you're in your 20s, man, like stay in a van as long as you can. Don't try to go to a bus. It's too expensive. It's a waste of money. You can take that money that you wouldn't spend and put it back into the band, you know, whether that's recording or, or running ads. I mean, recording is so cheap now. It's really all about doing the ads and stuff. Um, so, but one of your biggest things you can do to promote the band is get on a support tour. So uh, keep, keep reaching out. Hit up your agent. If you don't have an agent, you are the agent. And you send a nice, a nicely worded but not too long email to the band's manager and or agent on CC, uh, just explaining who you are and wonder if it's possible to to get on the get on the show when it comes into town, like stuff like that. Like it's all about. Don't worry about if you, if you don't get the whole tour. Just be stoked that you got one show because it can t- you can take it. You can make lemonade. You know what I'm saying? Like turn it into more shows. But it won't be, it won't turn into more shows if, A, you don't contribute to ticket sales. You should be able to do that. Sell them to your mom, your dad, whoever, right? Um, B, uh, if you're just a douche, you know, they won't call you back. The band, it's like artist to artist is the most important relationship. And you may not even meet the artist that first time, you know, just... If you do, just make your best impression. Just do the best you can. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess that might be it. Like, I'm just, I, I just don't, I'm trying not to leave anything out, but, um, you know, just try to conduct yourself well. Don't fangirl. Get in, get out. Keep it short and sweet. Put on your best show possible. Get as many people to show up as possible. Um, send a follow-up email to, like, management. Just say, thanks so much. We had a great time. Again, keep it short. Hopefully they get back to you. Uh, we'll love to work with you guys again sometime. You know, that's what that's the goal, right? But just keep it cool. Organic relationships are the best. I don't care. It took it took us six years to get on a revolution tour. And I met Eric in 2013. 
it was six years later that we finally got a tour with those guys, you know? And it wasn't because I was going, bro, let's get, let's do some shows, bro. It's, it's not that it was anytime I saw Eric or any of those guys, I'd say, what's up? High five, maybe chat for a minute, get out. Like there's no, you know, just play it cool. Those, those guys got places to go. They got a lot of people hanging out. They got a lot of friends and family in every town, you know, those, those kind of things. Um, so uh, we were very fortunate. We were grateful. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep plugging. And you should, too. So don't stop. Don't get discouraged. Uh, it's a hard life, what we're doing. If you're doing this, you understand. And um, just love every fan. Talk to every person online on, on, your, on your social platforms. Um, and just try to cross paths with other bands and just start getting out there and do the gig swaps, like I mentioned earlier. And just go hard. On tour forever. That's That was our mentality. I used to put that on all the flyers back in the day. On tour forever. We would have like 40 shows on the flyer, you know, every time. We played 230 shows or some shit, like uh, in the first few few years, like every year, you know, just because we were going everywhere and anywhere. Um, the money sucks for a long time, but eventually it'll change. So don't get discouraged. Have fun. If you're not having fun, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> but uh, if it gets crazy, take a day or ch- chill out, do something else. You know what I mean? It's a, you got to be in this for the long haul. Um, but I hope you love your work. I hope you love doing this, no matter what you're doing. If you're not in a band, if you're doing some sort of creative thing, uh, as long as you love it, it's you're not working and you're having a blast. You know what I mean? So... Um, Cool. Well, um, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been episode 84 of uh, Tales from the Green Room. Uh, Please go stream Dark Sunglasses and California King on the Sounds of Summer 19 EP release thing. I guess it's an EP. I don't know. It's only two songs. Um, uh, The the response has been really great. Uh, We've been playing it at the the shows live and... um, I don't know, it seems to go off well, so thank you. And they've already gotten to our top 10 on Spotify. It's pretty sick. Uh, for all you podcasters out there, I just learned about Spotify for podcasts. So it's similar to Spotify for artists. Um, but this is, you can link your podcast. I guess they bought Anchor, which is the distributor that I use to do pods. Um, anyway, you can see all this data now, like um, who's listening. So go check that out when you get a chance. I'm doing that as soon as I get done here. Um cool thank you all so much you want to support the pod it's uh, talesfromthegreenroom.com and you can hit the support the podcast button or go to howiespangler.com and pick out some cool merch uh yeah all right everybody have a wonderful day and i hope to see you at the shows this week in texas and new orleans later